0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. Um, my name is Jill Fleur, and I'm going to be kind of um, moderating for today's session um, with our guest speaker for today. And I am an Assistant Project Coordinator with Quality Insights. Our topic um, for today's podcast is making the connection. Um, that's going to be between the Pennsylvania Health Information Exchange and also PDMP. I'd like to go ahead and introduce today's speaker, I'm Kim. Kim is the director for the Keystone Health Information Exchange, also known as KEHI. Um, And she will be answering some of our lovely questions that we have for her today. Um, Kihai does serve about 5.8 million patients in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Kim, um, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we get into
1: some questions? No. Um, First and foremost, thank you for um, asking me to be part of this podcast. It's uh, super exciting. Um, I, I look forward to always having an opportunity to, um, you know, talk about the great things that uh, Key High and Pennsylvania HIOs are doing. Um, so I'm looking forward to the opportunity of um, letting everybody know what we're doing and uh, what our initiatives that we're working on at this time.
0: Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, can you start by providing um, a background of who Key High is, maybe number of the patients included in the um, health information exchange data sharing? Um, maybe how many systems or practices have connected so far?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, Key High started in around 2005. We are considered one of the oldest and largest HIEs in the United States we have about 240 unique participants. Uh, uh, The service area covers um, Pennsylvania and parts of New Jersey. And at this present time, uh, we are servicing about 8.3 million patients. Wow, quite a few. Um,
0: so um, you mentioned about 240 unique participants. Um, what do you consider unique? Is there certain practices or certain um, health systems you guys um, connect with?
1: So we really concentrate on the 360 view of the patient. Um, so when we say providers are participants, um, we're referring to um, hospitals, ambulatory practices, long-term care facilities, home health agencies, EMS systems, Um, area on aging, we really want to capture a participant or a clinical provider whenever they touch the patient. Um, When we call it unique, we mean that um, if there is a healthcare system Um, that has multiple hospitals and outpatient facilities, we really count them only as one. So that 240 unique healthcare organizations really captures or really can expand if you uh, draw out and count each individual organization.
0: Trying to get them all in there. (laughs) Um, And then um, what registries are supported by High?
1: So we're very blessed to have a very robust um, HIE platform from the state of Pennsylvania. So we currently do support the PA Cancer Registry, um, the PDMP, which is the Prescription Drug Monitoring Program, the Immunization Registry, um, the ECQM, which is the Quality Registry, lab registry, and then the um, surveillance registry. So we have connected to all of them successfully. uh, And some of our participants use us for all of the connections to the registries, and some may just use the new ones that just came on um, to their facility.
0: Awesome, and then um, what are some of your top diagnoses or factors being um, tracked at, at Key High?
1: Well, um, I'm sure you're not going to be surprised, COVID, <laughs> um, seeing this, uh, the, the, where we are today uh, with the, uh, uh, the COVID outbreak and, and, and where we're looking to help uh, track uh, and monitor the progress of, of where COVID is. Uh, PDMP, we really look hard at the opiates. Um, making sure we can support all the PACMAT efforts. Um, So I would say those were basically in the past year are the top two diagnosis codes that we're tracking.
0: Awesome. Um, Are you seeing the, the PDMP, obviously was that first before COVID came around?
1: Yeah, so PDMP really started to, um, you know, bridge the gap and and be a very uh, helpful tool uh, for providers to get immediate access to, um, you know, the narcotics that are online and really be more well informed of what the patient is currently on. And then being able to leverage that PDMP with the epidemic and, and tying them all together uh, really became a nice tool for providers. Yes,
0: it's, tracking is always important. Um, and then what are some of the barriers in terms of provider engagement and onboarding um, to Keyhigh, um, or some of the steps you've taken to overcome those barriers?
1: So uh, vendor integration um, funding from the provider side and or from the vendor side, um, you know, just the cost and and not being able to plan ahead um, or be able to, uh, uh, you know, take on that cost if it's a small practice. Uh, we've leveraged as many grant opportunities as we can uh, to help offset the implementation cost uh, for the participant um, and also for the participant's vendor. Um, But, you know, that that money can uh, only be leveraged or used, you know, so so far. Um, So from my perspective, excuse me, I think just the cost, the overall cost, um, has been, you know, a, a barrier from my perspective for some organizations.
0: Have there been any additional funding opportunities cause, since COVID came around or pretty much stagnant the same?
1: Um, you know, there's still some 90-10 funding from the uh, state that allows us to help implement and onboard, you know, by an effective date. Um, because of COVID, you know some of the their projects fell behind. so it's hard to get um, the activity back up and rolling. Uh, or we get the facility um, ready to uh, onboard with a health information exchange and then unfortunately, the vendor uh, may not have the bandwidth. So, you know, it's just competing uh, forces right now and making sure we could align the stars uh, so that we can both have the facility, the vendor and us uh, all be ready and willing to uh, take on that task and and keep uh, the focus. Uh, Because once you have everyone focused on the onboarding process, it does go very smoothly.
0: Awesome. That's kind of my next question. (laughs) What benefits can you share to help providers understand onboarding as a higher return on investment?
1: That is one of the things that we really concentrate heavily on is being able to share the ROI analysis with the providers um, so that we can uh, show the return on investment with utilizing some of our services like our information delivery service we can really illustrate the ability of the cost savings of being able to push clinical data directly into workflows instead of having to have different workflows or other uh, I'll say employees push information from a tanker station into a permanent chart. Um, Once you can eliminate that manual workflow and you can really tether or utilize the interoperability of an HIO to a uh, to a, a vendor or to a practice, the cost savings is enormous. Um, and it is pretty seamless from a provider's perspective of being able to then inquire or consume outside information directly into their workflow.
0: And then um, do you have any primary successes that you'd like to share with Kihai that you, got, you all have achieved so far? Or?
1: <laughs> yeah, so we do have uh, one of our providers. Um, it's a practice of, I think, 26, 26 or 27 sites where we started to uh, read and interpret their patient population when they're out in the community. Uh, and whenever they have any types of studies done, whether it's labs, RADs, um, cardio. Um, maybe physical therapy notes, anything that pertains to the patient in question. If the provider had ordered the test or was CC'd in the test and the results came into High, uh, we were able to push it directly into their EMR system, which would cue the physician or the physician liaison to review um, and approve the results entering into the patient's record. Roughly, they told um, the participant told us uh, it would take at least one minute to consume that data, which would be sitting in a tanker station. And uh, they used to have seven to eight people working those daily. Um, We ended up saving 742 man hour days um, for that practice. And now we have that automated completely. Uh, Their return on investment for this use case was $110,000. Those seven, uh, I'll say, uh, those seven employees that were doing that manual pushing of the documentation is now automated, and now they're able to, you know, take those seven employees and push them back out into patient care areas.
0: That is huge, <laughs> um, especially yeah. in a practice, yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, so regarding, I mean, you already kind of hinted on this a little bit, but regarding the opioid epidemic, um, what strides have you all made in integrating with the statewide prescription drug monitoring program with the your HIE?
1: So in addition to playing a critical role with Pennsylvania PACMAT initiatives, um, KI is providing support to our participants for submitting their data to uh, the pharmacy, the PDMP, uh, for some time now. This helps combat the opiate epidemic by allowing doctors to identify individuals who may be drug seeking behaviors. And refer them to the appropriate treatment programs if necessary. So really having that um, real-time information or that real-time area to go to um, to understand the kind of the trends or the uh, behavior of the patient really allows the provider to actively treat that patient and potentially get them the help that they may need.
0: quick turnaround is essential. Um, Absolutely. So, um, you mentioned before patients expect to have their health information to go with them wherever they go, right. Connecting, um, whether they go to different practices or not, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit, like how that benefits the patient when you're explaining this?
1: Sure. So by connecting to key high providers are able to send data such as, uh, medication history, prior surgeries, allergies, um, immunizations into the health information exchange, which makes it easier for the patient data to be available to other providers who are treating them. Um, the importance is all of the data that is um, captured in the health information exchange is for treatment purposes only. Uh, so we really focus on making sure the information is available whenever a provider is treating that particular patient. Um, we're also able to send um, admissions, discharges, and transfer information to other providers to alert them, to let them know that their patient may just have ended up in an ED setting, or maybe the patient has been just discharged from an acute setting um, so that they can actively be engaged with the next treatment or the handoff of that patient's treatment. Uh, With the ADT notification service, this is also fulfilling the 21st Century Cures Act requirements, which um, everyone is now required to uh, adhere to, which is a phenomenal opportunity for the patient because now the patient knows that the treatment team or their uh, PCPs are aware of certain illnesses or interactions with other healthcare uh, systems so that they can have a smooth transition uh, back into their PCP or their specialty area.
0: Now, are patients automatically, um, like, are they aware of the health information being exchanged between the providers when they seek the care out initially? They're automatically in, kind of enrolled in the process?
1: So the state of Pennsylvania is opt out, um, meaning that uh, all providers um, have the ability to share information for treatment purposes. We are required to adhere to those three requirements, those three safeguards, which is drug and alcohol, HIV and mental health. So those data elements are not shared. Um, A patient does have the right to opt out completely. Um, if the patient chooses not to let their information flow from one provider to another, and we'll honor that um, within both the HIE, um, within Kihi, as well as the state.
0: Do you all track that data of how many patients have opted in or out? Or
1: yes, we do, um, and it varies. Um, you know, within a regional HIO, um, a provider or a patient, I should say, I apologize. A patient may choose to opt out of one of the facilities where that particular information they don't want shared, Um, but they do want it shared within um, the other four or five organizations that they, um, you know, seek treatment for. So we're able to, to do it from, you know, a facility perspective, Um, We're not able to do it in a case-by-case scenario. So if today I want to share and tomorrow I don't, um, you know, that would, we would reprimand, we would um, request that the patient just opts not to share the information. Um, But you'd be surprised. Most of the patients have this uh, kind of feeling that this is already being done behind the scenes. They expect the information to be available to the providers who are treating them. Um, So some of it is kind of the patients already think it's happening. Um, But I, uh, you know, every provider works very hard, making sure they communicate to the patient that it's the patient's choice, they get to choose whether or not they want their information made available at the time they're being treated by the next provider.
0: it's a great thing but i know not everybody wants or you know they're a little apprehensive about sharing information so right. <laughs> just figured i i'd ask um and and then do you have any follow up additional information i know we just talked about opting in and out um and though we don't like to you know people are apprehensive about it do you see any correlation between folks that maybe have um issues with maybe substance use disorder uh, opting out more so than other types of patients or certain centers like that?
1: So um, I I believe um, most of the PACMAT centers, if they are affiliated with a healthcare organization, um, really sits down with the patient and communicates that they have an enterprise um, EMR system, which means they are tethered to both inpatient and outpatient uh, uh, patient chart. And that when they're treating the patient, they're treating the patient as a whole. And, you know, it, when they're coming into a PACMAT environment in those situations, um, they want to help the patient. They want to be able to treat the patient and they communicate and educate the patient of the importance that they sign the authorization form to release that information. Um, If they choose that they don't want that, then they respect that from a patient's point of view and advise them of other PACMAT areas. That is not a, health system that is really just concentrated just in that arena and, and really would suggest that their treatment be transferred over to that environment because it would be able to be contained um, compared to a health system. Um, and I, you find most, most patients that are in that setting really are looking for the help. Um, they understand the importance of all of the providers who are treating them to be aware of, you know, what is going on with them to help treat them now in the future um, and in the future.
0: Awesome. Um, Do you have any additional comments you'd like to add?
1: No, I, I, I really, you know, the, If I have to sum it up, um, the most important thing that I would wanna walk away with is the patient always has the choice um, to make their information available or not available. All the other tools that we offer is really to help the providers have an opportunity to be well-educated with real-time information to be able to serve the patient timely and more efficiently.
0: Yes, all about the patient. Um, well, Kim, I'd like to thank you very much, and, and Kihai, um, and the listeners for their time, um, for joining in and listening. Do you, Kim? Can you let us know where um, folks can go get additional information or HIE resources?
1: sure Um, please feel free to go out to kihai.org have a lot of opportunity or a lot of information on where you can be treated um, in our service area we also have a listing of all the providers that are participating and if you need any additional information there's always um, an, an area that you can ask some questions and we'll be more than happy to get back to you
0: Fantastic. Um, Quality Insights is currently scheduling virtual and on-site education, if that's what you would like to do in Pennsylvania counties. Um, You can always reach out to us at um, pdmpeducation at qualityinsights.org to request more information or to schedule a session. We're coming up on July and we have a full schedule ready to go, but if you'd rather sign up for a public session, we do have some of those available on our website as well. Um, And then eligible providers are welcome to receive of, um CMA, cme credit um based on meeting um certain criteria, and we have that available on our website. But please reach out to us if you'd like to schedule some of our education sessions or modules um, regarding the PDMP. Welcome. Thank you so much for your time today. um and thank you, everyone for listening in.
1: Thank you.